it's time for the Air Raid. Here's your host, Brian Griffiths. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. It is Sunday, February the 11th, 2018. Hope you and yours have had a fantastic week. Hope you guys are enjoying the Olympics when you can actually find sports in the Olympics and not NBC being a propaganda for the North Korean regime. But hey, them's the breaks. Today, I want to talk to you about just some uh, some things you may have been noticing. You may have been noticing certain things that have happened in the Maryland Democratic Party. One is the number of people who are uh, have decided to hang them up. They will no longer be returning to Annapolis after the 2018 uh, election. Some of these people we've known about for a while. Democratic Senator Ed DeGrange being one of them. Another one being Democratic Senator John Astle, both of whom are in dist- live in districts and are, are, quote, conservative, unquote, Democrats in districts that are starting to lean a little more, more Republican, certainly with District 30. John Astle wants nothing to do with running against Ron George in the, uh, in the general election. But we've also seen some other people decide that it's time to uh, that it's time to to hang him up. After many years, Ed Casemeyer, who's a Democratic senator from District 20, has decided that uh, that he will no longer be uh, be wishing to serve in the General Assembly. Baltimore County District 11 Delegate Dan Morheim. You may remember Dan Morheim, Dr. Dan Morheim, for being one of the most corrupt members of the General Assembly for his involvement in passing marijuana legislation while being a representative and owning part of a company that would seriously benefit by his actions. Dan Morheim is leaving the General Assembly. No, he's not going to jail like he probably should be. But he has decided that he no longer wishes to be a member of the General Assembly after six terms in office. There are other Democratic members of the General Assembly who have decided also that they do not wish to continue to to serve in in the general assembly. Um, you know there there are any number of people who've decided that it is either up or out. Even Bill Frick, Democratic delegate from District 16 in Montgomery County, he's not coming back to the general assembly mainly because he's running in a race that's actually probably more winnable. Um, he's running to be Montgomery County uh, County Executive. My point being is that we're seeing a lot of Democrats who no longer are, are seeking to, to run for, for re-election next year. Let us also combine that with the fact that, uh, let's look at the candidates for, for governor. Okay? We have uh, still eight Democrats who are seeking the, the Democratic nomination for governor. We are 16 days... 16 days from the filing deadline. February 27th is a deadline for candidates for uh, office in the state of Maryland to to file their paperwork and, and, now, and, and formally file their candidacy to run. And here we are, 16 days out, and only one candidate, uh, Ben Jealous, has announced his running mate as a lieutenant governor, um, Susan Turnbull, the former chairman of the Maryland Democratic Party. The front-runner candidates, you know, guys like uh, Rusher and Baker, the Prince George's County Executive, guys like Kevin Kamenetz, the Baltimore County Executive, you know, and, and of course non-front-runner candidates, Alec Ross, Jim Shea, 
um, Rich Maddalino. None of these guys have announced candidates for lieutenant governor. I guess I should say one correction. Ralph Jaffe has announced that his wife uh, will be his, his candidate for lieutenant governor. So I guess there are two tickets who have actually filed and announced. But, you know, so we're, we're in a situation where these Democratic candidates for governor can't find anybody to run with them as their candidate for lieutenant governor. Over in the first congressional district, you know, everybody talks about that, that a blue wave is going to be coming. And, um, <laughs> and it was the, you know, and, and how Andy Harris is going to have a serious challenger this year is from the Democratic nominee. Well, that certainly hasn't happened yet. There are no, <laughs> there are no credible Democrats who are challenging Andy Harris in this year's election. If you look at it from the perspective of how the left was going to the resist movement was going to do this, that, and the other thing, and how the left-wing activist base was mad at Peter Francho and how he were, there was going to be a serious, a serious challenger on the Democratic primary uh, for Peter Francho, not a single Democrat has announced their, their intention to challenge Peter Francho in the Democratic primary. So what am I talking about here? What is all this, uh, where is all this actually going? What does it mean? Uh, what are the things that I'm talking about really mean? It's going to be a rough year for Democrats, folks. It's going to be a rough year for Democrats in Maryland. If the Democratic candidates for governor were as credible as Democrats would like them to think that they are, then there would be people chomping at the bit to sign up to be the number two uh, on on one of these candidates' t- tickets. You know, when Anthony Brown announced Ken Allman as his running mate, it was a long time before, uh, you know, it was a long time before the filing deadline. It was the same as when Doug Gansler in 2014 announced Jolene Ivey as his running mate. You know, Larry Hogan announced his running mate, uh, Boyd Rutherford, back in 2014, a month before, you know, a month before the filing deadline. But still, Governor Hogan had only been in the race for officially for a week by that point. Uh, David Craig had announced Jeannie Hathaway as his running mate during, you know, during 2013. You know, it had long been known of a, Hag- of a Craig Hathaway ticket. My point being is the fact that none of these candidates for governor on the Democratic side can be seen as credible because they can't get anybody to agree to be their number two. Even Ben Jealous's running mate, Susan Turnbull, is not somebody who is remotely qualified to be lieutenant governor. In fact, the Jealous Turnbull ticket isn't qualified to do much of anything and is not qualified to serve in any capacity. If you look at the number of retirements on the Democratic side in the General Assembly, there's a lot of people leaving. That's not what you would expect from a, a Democratic, quote, majority in the General Assembly that expects to be working with a Democratic governor next year. Those folks see the writing on the wall. They may be very well seeing what we're seeing, which is the fact that Governor Hogan is going to be reelected and he's going to take more Republicans in the General Assembly with him. The lack of a credible challenger to Andy Harris, uh, a Democratic challenger, a credible Democratic challenger, and a lack of a, of a radical left challenger to Peter Francho shows that the blue wave is not going to crest in Maryland the way that a lot of people think it's going to.
you know, all around the country, people think that the resist movement, that the, uh, you know, that the blue wave is going to crash over, crash over Maryland. But people in Maryland have already seen the blue wave, and they know the blue wave. The blue wave sucks. They know that it means higher taxes. They know it means less freedom. And they know it means a government that is intrusive in their everyday lives. They know that that's not what they want to sign up for. And that's why you're seeing so many Democratic legislators walk for the exits. Why you're seeing it impossible for Democratic candidates to line up and to find somebody who is willing to run with them. Now, sure, you may argue that the blue wave has nothing to do with the Democratic candidates, or the fact that the blue wave is not going to crush in Maryland has nothing to do with the Democratic candidates. And you know what? You're right. Because the Democratic Party in Maryland is at its weakest point in decades. Their candidates for governor are their weakest in decades. Look at them. Kevin Kamenetz, who can't even do his job correctly, and Larry Hogan has to bail him out time after time after time. To say nothing of the fact that Kevin Kamenetz prioritizes, you know, building stadiums for horses for the, for rich donors than he does in making sure that kids have heating and air conditioning in Baltimore County schools, or the fact that he would rather build a horse stadium, you know, than he would, you know, try to eradicate a bug infestation in eastern Baltimore County that he orders county employees to attend his political rallies to make it seem like he has some sort of modicum of support. That says nothing about Rusher and Baker, who took over education in Prince George's County and turned it into a corrupt, incompetent mess that is failing students day in and day out. That says nothing of Rich Maddalino, a serial liar, somebody who who is allegedly a budget expert but can't even tell the truth about financing matters, somebody who is so radically far to the left that he will be the most radical, quote, mainstream Democratic candidate for governor in years, except the fact that somebody even more radical, Ben Jealous, who wants to turn Maryland into Cuba on the Chesapeake, is running even further to her left, further further to his left, at a time in which Ben Jealous can't decide if he wants to be governor of Maryland or wants to run for president because he can only talk about national issues, and when he does talk about state issues, his positions are not well fleshed out. His policy positions are half an inch wide and not even you know half an inch deep and not particularly wide because he doesn't understand how government works and he has pie-in-the-sky ideas to turn Maryland into a communist utopia without having the guts and the courage to say that he's going to pay for it by higher and higher taxes and by an intrusive government that takes away your liberty. And that says nothing of some of the other fringe candidates like Alec Ross and Jim Shea who have no basis of support but are able to raise gobs and gobs of money. These are incredible candidates. In past years, Democratic candidates have had years of experience, competent experience even, in running a county government or in being a state legislator or a congressman. This is still the gang that can't shoot straight. It's indicative of a Democratic Party that has been resting on its laurels for 40 years and has not bothered to to create a deep bench, has not bothered to listen to the people, has not bothered to come up with an economic plan that actually helps people instead of special interests. All of this is swirling around and has gotten Democrats to where they are today. Democrats are hoping 
They're hoping and praying that they can just scream Trump at the top of their lungs and that that will carry them to overwhelming victory in 2018, this November. The signs point differently. The signs are saying a lot of things that Democrats aren't going to like. The fact that so many Democratic legislators are heading for the exits, refusing to even stand for re-election. That so many Democratic candidates for governor can't even find one person who's willing to sign on to be their running mate. That Democrats can't find a competent candidate to challenge Andy Harris. Heck, they can't find a competent candidate to run for Anne Arundel County Executive, relying on relying on you know, Stuart Pittman to come out of, you know, to be promoted from what was supposed to be a county council race. You know, indicative of a dying party. We shouldn't rest on our laurels. We shouldn't wait for the wave to crest and then just stomp on the remainder. We still need to earn it. We still need to make sure that we have credible and competent candidates who have support in District Senate District 8, Senate District 3, 42, 30, 32, 38. Make sure that we win as many House seats as possible, re-elect our Republican County Executives, and re-elect Governor Hogan. We need to make sure that we get those veto-proof minorities in place in the General Assembly. It's going to take a lot of work, okay? There's no question about it. Over the course of the next, you know, roughly nine months, a lot is going to have to be done to make sure that your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, and your colleagues know how important it is to vote for Governor Hogan and the Republican candidates this year. But I tell you something. The Democrats' confidence that they keep, they keep projecting All it is is a projection. They're trying to fake it until they make it because deep down these Democrats realize that they're in dire straits. That Governor Hogan is extremely popular. Governor Hogan's program is extremely popular. And the years and years of higher taxes, higher fees, and incompetent government designed to benefit Democratic donors and Democratic special interests has failed the people of our state. They're starting to get it. They're starting to realize what we've been telling you for the last three and a half years. And they're realizing that the end is near. That this is how it all ends. And all of us working together can push the Democrats over that edge and preserve Maryland for generations to come. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Air Raid. Be sure to check out all of the Red Maryland Network programming this week. Tuesday, it's the Conservative Refuge with Greg Klein. Thursday, Greg and I bring you the flagship Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. We will be reviewing the results of this month's Red Maryland poll. You can still go to redmaryland.com and vote in this month's poll, and you can do that through this Tuesday at 5 p.m. Friday, it's a brand new episode of Red Maryland Election Focus, and I'll be back next Sunday with a brand new episode of The Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to check out the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. While you are there, click on the support us link and you can support us in any number of ways. You can be part of our street team and print off flyers that you can distribute in and around your community to make let people know what Red Maryland is all about. You can subscribe to Red Maryland Network Programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play. 
and have Red Maryland programming automatically downloaded to the device of your choice. You can also subscribe to our newsletter uh, and have the best of Red Maryland delivered to you each week. You can also donate. A great way to do that, to donate, um, is paypal.me slash redmaryland. You can donate directly to us. You can also support us by clicking our Amazon link and make your purchases on that Amazon link. And a portion of those purchases come back to Red Maryland to help us grow and enhance the network. You can also um, buy Red Maryland network gear from our Zazzle link there. You can go to zazzle.com slash redmaryland and pick up Red Maryland gear. Uh, that is great for you and your family. And of course, you can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash redmaryland. We are on Twitter at redmaryland. We are on Instagram at redmaryland. And please like those pages and share us. Retweet our stuff, share our Instagram pictures, and uh, share our stories on your wall. Uh, not just your wall, share them in your community groups. Any groups that you are part of, share the good news that Red Maryland is giving to you about conservatism. You are the force multiplier to make sure that Red Maryland uh, news and comment gets out there and that we can show people the value of conservatism and why this election year is so important. And of course, you can contact us at any time. RedMaryland at gmail.com is our email address. And you can call us on the Red Maryland Talkback line at 410-205-4875. That's 410-205-4875. And we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. Folks, thank you very much for joining me in this week's episode of The Air Raid. If you have not already considered it and you wish to run for office, think about it. You've got a couple of weeks to still uh, file and get that information in. You could be the candidate that we need to put us over the top in 2018. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to The Air Raid. I am Brian Griffiths. Good night and God bless. <laughs>